Welcome to the King's Church Podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. Um, This morning, we're going to continue with our series in Proverbs, Wisdom for Living. Yay! Who's been enjoying it? Yeah, I think there's been some really um, powerful things that have come out of it. We've had Pastor Ash talking on friendship. We had um, Pastor Sean bringing humility. We had Pastor Ben talking about speech and the power of our tongue. And then this morning, I'm going to be talking about correction. Ooh. Now... um, you know, it's, it's a challenging topic. But you know what? I feel like at the end of this message that you're not going to find correction a hard thing to receive moving forward, yeah? So Proverbs 15, 31 to 33 from the Good News Translation reads, If you pay attention when you are corrected, you are wise. If you refuse to learn, you are hurting yourself. If you accept correction, you will become wiser. Reverence for the Lord is an education in itself. You must be humble before you can ever receive honours. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we just thank you that you are in every area of our life and that you desire for us to grow into all that you've called us to be. You desire us to fulfill the purpose, the plan, the destiny that you have for each one of us. And so Father, I just pray that my words would just really convey your heart on this this morning and that we would leave this place knowing how to live with a teachable spirit. Amen. You know, none of us like correction. Let's be honest. No, like, none of us really love getting corrected. It's, it's not in our nature to enjoy correction. And when we're born, we're born into this sinful world and we're born full of pride and, um, you know, we're stubborn and we're rebellious and we like to do things our own way and we want our own way on a lot of things. So we don't really like being corrected. Maybe you do. I struggle from time to time. Um, So it's not a natural response within us. None of us, you know, when I woke up this morning, I like stretched, I looked outside, I was like, wow, God, you are amazing. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day. You know, the birds are chirping. Um, You know, I'm heading to church. I'm gonna see my peeps at church. It's gonna be awesome. And I'm just so looking forward to someone coming and bringing a correction into my life today. I just can't wait for it. You know, none of us get out of bed going, I can't wait for someone to come and correct me today. You know, it's not in our nature. We don't, we don't go out of our way to look for it. We don't really like receiving it. So um, maybe you do, I don't know. Um, but when we don't receive correction well, um, 
or we don't allow the correction that comes, we don't take it on board, it has this ripple effect in and through every area of our life, in our friendships, in our relationships, in our marriage, in our families, in our church family. So we need to understand that when correction comes, it's not fatal, it's not a death sentence, but look at correction as guardrails in our life. So correction comes to protect us. Um, You know, when you're driving down the road, if you hit a guardrail, it hurts. It'll hurt your car, maybe not you physically so much, depending on how hard you hit it, but it's there to, they're there to bump us and, and to keep us going on the right path and, and going in the right direction. And I don't know about you, but I would rather have a gu- hit a guide rail and re- receive some correction than go over a cliff. And, and um, you know, that's, that's not good. So, um, so when we look at this, the, this proverb here, you know, we see that it's saying, Correction is good for our spirit. It's good for our life. And so there's three things that I got out of this, um, this proverb, three keys or three ways to help us keep a teachable spirit. So the first thing is listen to godly advice. So verse one in the Amplified Version says, the ears that listens to and learns from the life-giving rebuke, reprimand, censure, will remain among the wise. So when we listen to um, God speak, um, we need to have, we need to make a decision. Am I gonna change direction? So there's a difference between hearing something as well and actually listening. You know, sometimes we, you know, people talk to us and we're like, we're hearing, but we're not actually listening. We're not focusing in. And so, you know, there's been um, many times that God has spoken to me as I've, you know, opened up the Word of God and I've been reading Scripture and something will jump off the page and He'll bring a gentle rebuke or a gentle correction to me. Or when I'm spending time in my prayer life and you know, bringing all my woes and concerns to him. And sometimes he gives me a little slap and says, enough, you know, that's, that's not right. And he'll bring correction into my speech and my thought life and my, my words and everything. And then when I'm on the front here in praise and worship or when I've got praise and worship on at home, he sometimes he brings correction to me because there's been times when I have been so focused on what is happening in my life or around me that I've forgotten his power and his authority and I've lost my reverence for who he is, his majesty, his awe, his bigness in my life. And, um, you know, I've had loved ones, I've had friends bring correction to me as well. My husband brings correction to me also. Um, And I've also had wise people around me who I've allowed to speak into my life and bring correction. 
So, you know, when we receive correction, it takes an action from us. There's something that we need to change. And each time I've, you know, received a correction, I have had a choice of either, you know, going to change or I'm going to be wise. I'm going to... I'm going to be wise and change or I'm going to be foolish and think that you're wrong and I'm right. Um, you know, Proverbs 12:15 says, the way of the foolish is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. You know, when I was a child, I was quite foolish. I don't, does anyone have anyone in their life who like just thinks they know everything? Like, you know... Um, this is terrible. When I was little, like people used to say stuff to me. I remember I used to um, show horses and I was riding horses for this lady. She had these little um, Welsh mountain ponies and so I used to ride them in the hacking, hacking events and stuff like that. And so I used to travel around to um, show events and stuff and ride her horses. Anyway, one day we were heading back from a show and um, I was in the car and I took my shoes off and I chucked my feet up on the, near the air vent and she said to me, oh, Trisha, your feet stink, get them off. And I looked at her and I said, no, they don't. My feet don't stink, they're fine. She's like, no, no, they really do. And no, they don't. You know, have you ever had anyone in your life who's like, no, they don't. One of my sons, I won't name, has my personality as much as I hate to admit it. Um, and he, as a little kid, he would do the same thing. It would be on the weekend and he'd say, Mum, I wanna, let's go and see the Stevos. Let's go over and see um, Maddie and Elijah. And I was like, no, babe, they're not home. And he'd look at me and he'd go, no, they are. And I'm like, no, honey, they're not. I've already spoken to Robin today. They're not home. They've gone out doing something. And he goes, no, I'm telling you, they're at home. I know they're at home. And I'm like, buddy, they're not at home. No, they're at home. And he just couldn't, like that's, I know that's like not a, a hard thing, but it's a, that's, it's, that's a, that spirit, that's a, that nature within us. We don't wanna, we don't wanna hear what you've gotta say because what we believe is right and what, you know, so, and we don't wanna look silly. So we're gonna just stand firm on this course of action that we've been been taking. When Ben and I were first married, um, I had a few little things that had to be dealt with. Um, and so, and oh, I have the best husband in the whole world. Um, he has been so gracious to me. Um, and I remember, um, and I, this was a trait that I, a flaw that I actually didn't see in my own life. And he said to me one day, I used to apparently, well, not apparently, I did. Um, <laughs> in conversation, I would um, slip in little snide remarks and little things that would just pull him down and make him look less than. And I didn't even know I was doing it. And he would, he'd look at me and I would be like, Anyway, so we'd get home and he'd sit and have a firm conversation with me. And I was like, I said, oh, is that what that look was for? I said, I said, oh, I didn't even realise I did it. He goes, well, you did. And I was like, okay, sorry. 
Anyway, we're out again, you know, I'm at church doing my thing, we're doing our thing. And then, boom, it happens again. And, it, and anyway, we get home and he says, "Hun, you've done it again. And I said, oh, I didn't even realise, I'm sorry. And he goes, okay, well, that's fine, but you need to know that I've been talking to you in private, but I'm going to start correcting you in public now. And I was like, ooh, okay, um, okay, this is, you know, that's like a bit scary. And so I was like, okay, okay, no worries. I'm sorry, babe, I, you know, I, don't re- I really don't mean to, to pull you down or, or, you know, to make you feel less than or anything. And he goes, I know you don't. And he goes, but fair warning, okay? I was like, okay, okay. Anyway, so, you know, a couple of months go by, I've been really good, you know. And then all of a sudden, we're out and about again and then, Bam, it comes out again. And so in front of the people that we he like goes, he just corrected me again in front of everyone this time. And I was and I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But it was in that moment that it actually really dug deep within me and I realized that I needed to make a different choice because Because of my past issues, because of the things that I have journeyed through as a kid, I had this deep thing on the inside of me that disdained men. As much as I loved them, I didn't really like them because of some things that had happened, okay? And so it was through that and then I was like, okay, this is not good for my marriage. I'm not being a good leader. I'm not revealing Christ to the young people that I'm around and I need to change. And so I set to in my prayer closet seeking God and, um, you know, really listening to what he had to say in the situation and just revealing things to me. And so we need to be people who will listen to a godly rebuke, yeah? Um, it's, not, it's not horrible to listen to a, a godly rebuke. It's actually really good for us. So... You know, um, I just want to put some handles on this too because we do have people who think that they can speak into our life, but they actually... So we have to be careful on who we allow to speak because some people think that they have a right to come and, you know, be bring correction and it's not done in a right way and it's horrible and it's, and it's not good. So be this wisdom in listening to the right people and taking the right people's advice on. And, um, you know, and you know, your spouse is the right person to speak into your life. And if there is something and you both can't agree on, then seek some counsel. Come and see your pastor, get some advice. Um, and if we can't help you, then we'll send you to someone who can. We don't want you to stay the same, yeah? And so, um, you know, so if someone says to you, This is a stupid example. So if someone says to you, oh, you don't need to look before you cross the road, just cross the road, you'll be right. We all know that that's not good counsel, that's not wise. Or if someone says to you, the speed limit is just a suggestion, you don't have to abide by it, we know that's not good advice, right? So we wanna be people who listen to godly advice. We wanna be people who will take everything on board and um, listen to godly advice and then change because we don't want to be 
silly people. We don't wanna be foolish people, but we wanna be people who are wise. So we're gonna keep a teachable spirit by listening to godly advice. The second thing we're gonna do is we're gonna care for ourselves. Care for yourself. So verse 32 says, if you refuse to learn, you are hurting yourself. If you accept correction, you will become wise. When I read that, I was like, hurting yourself? Oh, I had never looked at rejecting correction as hurting myself. But this is what it's telling us. It's saying if we reject correction, we're actually hurting ourselves. So do you actually care for your, yourself enough to take on board godly correction? Are you willing to listen and take that on board? So I don't know, has anyone seen, or do you remember the movie Inside Out? You know, and it's this, this Disney film um, that follows the inner workings um, inside the mind of an 11-year-old girl named Riley who moves from Minnesota to San Francisco with her parents. And it follows her five emotions, joy, fear, sadness, disgust and anger on a journey in her mind to help her through the transition um, into adolescence and stuff. So I laughed when I thought of this because I was like, oh, when I saw that movie, I was like, man, I can so relate to that. You know, have you, have you, um, there's been many times in my life when um, correction has come and my first instinct is I'm like, so if you can imagine, like, because when the film is, it's like the, you're seeing through her eyes and there's this control panel in there and there's like, you know, you've got Joy who's like bouncing all over the place. She's amazing. And then you've got Sadness who sits there like this. And you've got Fear who's like quivering and shaking. And then you've got Disgust who's all sassy and attitude and flicking, oh, flicking her hair and everything. And then you've got Anger who's like this bright red little thing and um, and so they looking through her eyes and and all of her emotions they're they're like at this control panel and they're like oh, oh okay yes you know reprimand's coming and so then fears like oh oh no quick red alert red alert red alert put the shield up hit the hit the defcom 4 button put the shield up quick 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 and then fears I'm um, not fear um anger's there and he's like right and he's pacing up and down he's like marching and he's like right what's the rebuke what's going to be the course that we're going to take with this word that's coming our way you know and that's been me in my life you know when sometimes when correction has come I'm like, it's like, bam, the self-defence shield comes up and I'm actually not listening to one word that they are telling me, but in my mind, anger is like, right, what's my comeback? What am I gonna rebuke them with? Why am I gonna justify my behaviour? Why am I gonna, you know, how am I gonna do this? Because pride is rising up on the inside of me. And, um, and I've allowed... <laughs> my emotions to take over. I've been protecting, I'm putting, like I'm protecting myself from about, what, you know, what's about to happen. You know, in our life, we all have blind spots. In our life, we all have blind spots. Things that we don't see, people look at us and they can see them and we can't. God looks at us and He sees them all. Um, and so, you know, when we're driving our car, we have blind spots as well, and we use our side mirrors. We do our shoulder checks, you know, to make sure before we change lanes that something is there. 
And in our fancy cars, we have those beautiful little lights that light up and let us know that, yes, there is a car there, even though you can't see it. Um, And so I think when we look at correction as, um, you know, it's it's not necessarily a rebuke, but it's just someone revealing a blind spot in our life. Um, it's, you know, it's a good thing, right? So I've lost my space. Okay, where are we? So, you know, when we do receive correction, the Word of God's actually saying that it's actually a good and caring thing to do for ourselves. And, and so we all wanna do something good for ourselves. We all, we all actually do wanna be kind to ourselves. You know, we all take great stains to try and eat healthy and exercise and, you know, do all of these things because we do care for ourselves. But this is saying it's more than a physical care. Like, and when correction comes, sometimes it does have to do with physical stuff. But a lot of the times it's actually dealing with our spirit. It's dealing with our inner man. And so correction comes because it's dealing, it's going to deal with our inner man and it's going to help us to live our life better. And then when we make those choices, we're actually caring for ourselves. We're actually making good choices. So care for yourself, okay? Receive godly correction. So we want, we're going to be girls or not girls, people who listen to godly advice and we're going to care for ourselves. And the third thing is, is that we're going to fear God, so verse 33 in the NIV, so Proverbs 15:33, says, "Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor." And in the Good News translation, it says, "Reverence for the Lord is an education in itself. You must be humble before you can receive honor." So the fear of God that brings pleasure, it's not that um, it's not about us being afraid of Him. But it's about us actually having a really deep respect and a high and exalted reverence of him and be in awe of him, be in awe of his power and majesty. And you know, when we walk this way, when we walk in the fear of the Lord, it leads us to love him, but it also leads us to love um, doing the right thing. So, and it leads us to hate the things that he hates as well. So, and it deals with our sin nature anyway. And so, you know, we only really come to this place um, because we've acknowledged Jesus and we've made him Lord of our life. So John three sixteen um, to 17 in the New Living Translation says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So when we we have that incredible revelation that um, because we've we've made peace with God, because we've, we've given our lives over to him and we've made Jesus Lord of our life, our identity is no longer fixed in the things of this world. Our identity is no longer fixed in ourselves, but our identity is now fixed in Christ. And so when correction comes, I question myself sometimes, okay, who's my identity fixed in right now? When people are talking to me, who's my identity fixed in right now? Is is my identity 
in my material wealth? Is it in my position in my job? Is it in the possessions that I have? Is it in my status? Is it in my friendships? Is it in my appearance? So to be corrected exposes our weaknesses and shortcomings. It exposes all of our gaps and it gets to the deeper issues in our life, our shame, our pride, our inabilities are all exposed. And for many of us, our very identity that we have formed about ourselves is now called into action or into question. So that's why we need to have, make sure that we are fixed on Christ, our identity is firmly anchored in the love of Jesus and nothing will shake us. So when correction comes, we're like, okay, I know this is because God loves me and He wants to move me to the next place. He doesn't want me. You know, um, Max Licardo says, God loves us just the way we are, but He refuses to leave us that way. He wants you to be like Jesus. And Philippians 1.6 says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So when we have this revelation that our heavenly Father is for us, He's not against us. You know, depending on, you know, for many of us, how our dad treated us is a lot of the times how we view God or even how you, what church you were in, how they portrayed God can um, affect how we view God. But when we see this, he's actually like, in Philippians, he wants to bring us to completion. He doesn't want us to say, stay the same. So when we have this revelation that he's actually for us, he's not against us, he loves us unconditionally. And that He created you and me uniquely and He's purposed you with specific gifts and talents. And you know, that, and, and He is in heaven and He is cheering you on and He's wanting you to fulfil the purposes and plans that He has for you. It frees us to actually acknowledge, yeah, you know what? I actually don't have it all together and I don't have all the answers. And yeah, I am a work in progress. And so when we view correction through that lens, we become softer. We're more humble. We become more teachable. We're less insecure. We become less offendable. And we're, we're just truly free to flourish and grow into all that He's called us to be. You know, in my own life, I've, as I have grown in my relationship with my Heavenly Father, um, I don't, I still do have that little inner voice on the inside that from time to time will go, ooh, help, help, like shield, shield. And then I have to still myself and I remind myself who I am in Christ, that Jesus is just actually wanting me to be all that He's called me to be. And so I constantly bring myself back to look through the lens of heaven on my life. And so, you know, we wanna, we wanna be people who have a teachable spirit. And we wanna be people who look through the lens of heaven and accept godly advice. And this godly advice in turn makes us wanna care for ourselves and adjust when things come. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.